and welcome to Nashville. <laughs> this is the PH and X Coyotes podcast presented by the one and only Four Peaks. And there are no Four Peaks here. At least I haven't found them yet, but I've only been here a couple hours, so maybe they are. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Petey, along with Craig S. Morgan. What's up, and without, <laughs> without at Leah Merrill. Yeah. Where is that, Leah Merrill? Headed to the red carpet with see, uh, Mac and Megan. So how come she's going to the red carpet and we got to sit in here? And she yeah, gets to see all of the, the... Probably because we look like we yeah. do and they look like they do. Uh, they were well-dressed and uh, yeah. we are... Uh, they, did, they, they are very dressed up. They're yeah. red carpet worthy. Yeah, look at us. And we are not, clearly. But, but we've made it. The we good news is that we were... Sorry, apologize for a little late on our show, but things sometimes... Work out that way, and I appreciate everybody with their patience today. Um, but overall, Craig, especially because we traveled with you, and we know how <laughs> difficult your travel days can Seriously. be, we things have gone fairly smooth today. I think the key was taking literally the first flight out of Phoenix this morning. Yeah, that was the good. plane was already there. We actually got to Nashville early today, twenty minutes early today. No Craig Morgan issues on the travel out. Now but you we'll kept trying wait. to jinx it yeah. though. You kept you we'll like see what happens on the way back. Just saying. And but we got here. Where did we take off from in Phoenix? I know p- people that live in Phoenix will care. The new terminal, the new oh, D terminal, like, well, brand new. Give me a hint here, buddy. Literally, what are we brand new. About? Yeah, it was beautiful. The, we we flew out of Terminal Four Southwest D. Some of the some of the restaurants are not there yet, but when when it gets done, that's going to be a really nice terminal. And I know that's why you guys are all here to hear us talk about the renovations to Sky Harbor International. So now you've landed in Nashville. You made it on time. Yep. What are your first impressions? Of being in Tennessee so far today, it's humid. Yeah, can we, we like having Arizona's come in and talk about the heat is is kind of odd, but it's hot. Like I, I I've been sweating since I got here. I don't sweat in Arizona. It was 106 when we left. Yeah. I don't know what it is here. It's 75, 80. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's hot, supposed man. to be up to 90 today, buddy. But it's hot. Yeah, it's, this humidity stinks. Yeah, even in the restaurant where we ate, yeah, it was so, a good restaurant by the way. By the way, I want to show everybody a picture of. All of the PHNX crew, um, there's five of us so far. I know Shane, I don't know if you, if you, if, if after you travel all day and you're super hungry, like you literally don't care, like yeah. don't care. I just want to eat and then to go, well, it's a 40 minute wait. Well, guess what? We'll, we, we'll try this another time, but I'm glad we waited. And it, it was, wasn't 40 minutes. Yeah, no, but it was, it was, like it was, it was outstanding. So it she, was. She, she came in really good there. And one other travel highlight that I did film today, <laughs> because if people saw on Twitter, and I'm sure they were following our travel day all along, Craig, because that's what people do. I took the middle seat because, as people know, when you board onto Southwest, at some point, somebody's got to be in the middle. And so I decided it would be me. I do appreciate Craig and Leah giving me the armrest. So we got that solved. But I want to show you how bougie. I wish we had the bougie Craig picture, but it's coming. The bougie Craig picture. It is. But we also have so bougie Leah. Everybody's got to prepare. Like I sit down, I put my thing down, I put my headphones and I'm done. That's it. Prepared. Ready for a flight. Mm-hmm. Here's Leah Merrill preparing for her flight as she gets ready, and and, and most people buy the the headrest thing. Like the, can you not do that before you get on the plane? <laughs> Annoying, awkward, a lot of. But can you do it before mind. you get on the plane? Yeah, well, there's that. That that would have been a good idea. But you know, like in fairness to Leah, it was really early, and she had a it's fair. She had an interesting Uber ride this morning as well. So, oh yeah, the guy with the feet. Yeah, careful what you say. The guy with the feet. The guy that was watching like massage videos. Uh, at like three in the morning, I, I had my own. My cat wakes me up every day at about two thirty in the morning. Yeah, today I got to wake my cat up, so it was a good feeling. So that, that's a good I thing. Looked at me like, what's going on here? Uh, before I move on from our travel day, there's one more bone I need to pick. Okay, 
and that's with your travel style. Okay. So, you know how we've gone through and we've talked a lot about how we we, we want people to but don't wear flip-flops because I don't want to look at your feet. Or if you do, leave your shoes on. Don't put your hair over the back. You know, all of those things we've talked about. How, how long did we wait today in the terminal? If you had to guess, hour and a half? Were we in the terminal? Were we there that long? Yeah, it, it more than an like, hour. Okay, so maybe, maybe, maybe about let's an, say hour an hour by the time we got through. Okay. Yeah. And did you and I take a walk, a lap around? We did. So during all that time, did you see a restroom? Did oh, I wait, see but the a answer restroom? was yes. Yes, yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay. So did you use it? You're, are you complaining about the fact that I went to the restroom so, as soon as I got so on the plane? The literal second we get on the plane, like we second, we're in row twenty, whatever. We drop our bags, and Craig goes, "I'm going to go to the bathroom." You don't go to the bathroom when you're everybody's boarding. You're going upriver and downstream, and like we were in the terminal for an oh, hour geez. and a half. Go to the bathroom. Katie, when nature calls, yeah, that's but when buddy, you respond. It's a huge, nice, you, brand new you bathroom. Don't know when in nature's going to call, Petey. And then you go in the little cubby hole where somebody peed on the floor in front of you, and no, now you got to bring that know, back to our seat. That's the advantage of getting there oh, first. Bullshit. Still clean at that point. Okay, it's, I, I, I would bet it was dirty. And if we're betting, where else can you bet? You can bet at MGM. Oh. Do you know you can bet at MGM? Wow, that's one hell of a segue we got from <laughs> but you know what starting friday friday june 23rd bet mgm players can receive a bonus bet upon logging into bet mgm sportsbook every friday for the next three weeks claim period extends through saturday and sunday you get 72 hours to log in to claim and then 72 hours to use the bonus bet so log in at any point during the weekend and claim your bonus bet if you haven't signed up for the bet mgm BetMGM yet? Use code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If it loses with BetMGM, again, make sure you use the bonus bet code. That made it make sense, did it? I didn't say that right. See, that's why Leah is. Like, we really need Leah here. But for our Arizona, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. On bad MGMC there, I did it right that time. You're right. Make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now, listen to Shane talk talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. And as soon as the show is over, uh, DP and I are headed to Circle K because we need to stock up the Airbnb. We have no water, no snacks, no um, things to get us through over the next 48 hours. We talked about the snacks already. So we're getting the salt and pepper chips, the orange slices, and we're going to grab a couple of Polar Pops. And they won't sweat because even with the humidity, they're phenomenal. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff at Circle K. Right now, text PHNX to 31310-31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. Head to CircleK.com slash store dash locator, which we literally did today. Sean, Sean. Sean and I did that, what, half hour ago? Yeah, can't confirm. I just pulled it up. We got to, like, I see a bunch of them in the Nashville area. We got several kids all over the place. Yeah, so we're all set, and we're going to go stock up the Airbnb. Well, we might just not stock up the Airbnb. We might just stock up our room because that's how we bunk beds here for the next three days. Boy, howdy. Uh, go to circlek.com slash store 
dash locator to find the Circle K's near you and get yourself a Polar Hop. And I don't have to watch Liam Merrill at the gas pumps for the next several days. No PHNX people. Or Derek Montia. Or Derek Montia. So we get we get free of that. Let's talk hockey finally. And we're, we're in Nashville for the draft to see if the Coyotes can start moving forward in their rebuild process. But over the last... 48 hours, they've started to make steps going forward. Yeah. Um, and, and the first thing they did they did is they made a trade for a defenseman. Can you tell us a little bit about the Sean Dersey trade? Yeah, they, they traded a 2024 second-round pick, the one they got from Montreal in the Christian Dvorak deal, to get a guy that they still feel has a lot of upside. He's 24 years old, so he, he can grow with this group. That's the feeling at this point. Um, offensive defenseman, really, really fluid puck mover, can help them on the power play. I think he was second in power play minutes uh, on the Kings Blue Line behind Drew Doughty. So a guy that they feel still has a lot of upside. Now, some of the critics will talk about some of the mistakes he makes in his own end, decision-making, maybe defending a little better. He's a defenseman. Peter, you know defensemen often develop on a slower curve because it's a very difficult position, and you're playing a different style down in junior than maybe you were 20 years ago. They feel like there's still upside. Bill, Bill Armstrong mentioned to me that he kills penalties too, so they feel like these, this is a guy with top four upside that can log 20 plus minutes for them. Well, there's a couple things for me on this one. And most importantly, you looked at, you you have your two offensive defensemen from a year ago. We talked about Jacob Chikrin and Shane Gossespierre no longer being part of this team. So you need to find somebody that can help on the back end, specifically on the power play. And I think Jersey can do that. I think he can do it long term because at 24, I think that that's the biggest upside for me is not only can he replace some of those offensive um, defenseman points that they got from those two players, but he's a guy that's 24. And you look at the moves that Bill Armstrong made one year ago today, he wasn't picking up 24-year-old defensemen. He was picking up bad contracts. He was yep. picking up guys that could help with the salary cap um, or could bring a return with a player and a, and a draft pick down the road. He didn't look at a guy that can help this team for the future necessarily. And I think with, with Jersey, he does. Yeah. They, he helps. This is, the, this, this is what the key is and the cue for the fan base is this is the beginning of the end of the rebuild. Like, yeah. This is we're getting through it. That's what I wrote about and, and it's really what Bill has been emphasizing really to national media as well more recently. He's been talking about it with us for about a month now. When he was on the show, he talked about wanting to take a step forward. And it's not just through the draft. They have a, a ton of draft capital, so much so that you really can't execute all those picks. You're not going to – all those guys aren't going to sign. So the idea now at this stage of the rebuild, now that they've accumulated a few drafts worth of assets or prospects – is you can use some of that capital to acquire players maybe that are still going to be value guys. Like Jersey's contract is very, very easy to absorb. Even the salary is $2 million this next year. The cap hits even lower. But a guy who's at the right age, too, to grow with this core, those are the types of guys that they're going to be targeting to try and add to this group. And, you know, he still emphasized, we, we want guys that are going to fill in around and are able to grow with this group, but we still want to leave a place for our best players so that they can play in the key situations. So that's the philosophy right now. Um, and I don't want to discount another factor in all of this. We we had Clayton Keller's agent on our show a while back. When the Tempe vote failed, it hit that core hard. The, the, we know those guys were literally out stumping for the arena, and then it, it failed. The vote failed. That hit a lot of those guys hard, and they're wondering about the future. Am I going to be stuck in this kind of limbo forever? I don't want to say that's the only reason Bill is doing this because I think the timing was right anyway where, with where they are in the rebuild. 
but don't discount the impact of the core and and needing to appease them a little bit with with some of these moves. Uh, that's part of the reason why I think we're seeing this. Yeah, and the other thing too is you look at some of the players they picked up a year ago, Craig, and I think this again points to what you said about the direction they're going. Is you looked at players like a Nick Bukestead, and you knew they picked up Bukestead and Richie. Not only to help them for the the short term, meaning the first forty games of the season, but they look for draft capital coming back at the trade deadline. Yeah. When you look at a move like Sean Dursey, I don't think that Sean Dursey is a guy that they're looking to flip come the trade deadline. I think he's a guy that they want to have there when they get through the tunnel and they make it through the rebuild. So that's why I think this is such a key move for the fan base to recognize. Okay, they're doing something now. Now, does this mean I think they're making a big playoff push this season? Yeah. No. No. I. I mean. Again, when you look at the blue line right now, do you see a top pairing? I mean, when you, you talk about J.J. Uh, Moser, Yusuf Valamaki, and now Sean Dursey, these are probably guys that you all see in that three to five range, right? So they yep. still don't have those top pair guys. And I'm sure they hope that they draft him at some point or one of those prospects really pans out. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. And then you look at middle ice, too. They don't have the middle ice, really, to be a playoff team at this point, but you want to see progress. And I'm sure the, the talk in that dressing room with, with Andre Turigny and, and this core that they have is, yeah, let's make a push for the playoffs. It's admirable. Of course, you want that goal. I just don't see it with the makeup of this roster, but it does feel like this team could take a step forward, be a little bit better than they were last season. Yeah, and I talked about it a few weeks ago, and, and I wanted to first apologize to Bill Armstrong. Because I said that this team was going to take a step backwards. I think they're going to do worse in the standings. I put them at low 60s. I should have put a caveat to that. Let's wait and see what they do over the next three months. Because the moves that they made, and we'll talk about another one here in a minute, these moves make that landscape potentially a little different. Again, I don't see them. When, when you talk about the team making the playoffs, and I, I look at in our group chat or in our Discord with our members, I see, oh, this is the playoff team now. One of the things, if you're outside the playoffs looking in, somebody on the inside has to get pushed out. So you have right. to look at one of the eight teams that made the playoffs and go, okay, who are we going to be able to supplant and push out of that eight playoff spots? And that's where it starts to get a little tricky. So I don't want to put that kind of pressure on this team yet. But I think these moves, the first move with Dursey and the next move, uh, I, I think are going in that direction. And I'm going to tee us up to the next move then is they signed goaltender Connor Ingram yeah. and we talked about the RFA Connor Ingram and, and what were they going to do were they going to trade his rights what were they going to do with him because Prozvatov has to clear waivers but they end up signing Connor Ingram yeah a few things to parse here um, first off with Prozvatov we saw when he came up initially with the NHL club he played really well but then he he trailed off and when he went back to Tucson to be honest for the playoffs one very good he wasn't very good. It looks like he still needs development time. So that fear about, oh, my God, he could get claimed on waivers if we have to pass him through waivers at the end of training camp, it's not really a fear because the way waivers work, if you claim him, he's got to be on your NHL roster. Yeah. You can't drop him to the AHL. I don't think there's a team out there right now that says, oh, yeah, Ivan Prosvitov's our backup goaltender. He's not ready for that. So I don't know how afraid they are of this. But the other thing to think about, Connor Ingram got a three-year deal. At a, at a pretty good AAV of 1.95. I think it escalates like uh, 200,000 each year, starts at 1.75 and gets up to 2.15. But anyway, it's a three-year deal. That's important when you look uh, in the context of Kareva Melka as well, who was signed for two more years. You're going to have a contract negotiation at some point for Melka. Uh, his agent, his, his camp is going to want, you know, if he keeps playing at this level, though, they're going to want maybe mm -hmm. a longer-term deal. If you run into any kind of 
you know, roadblocks with that contract negotiation. Now you have insurance. Connor Ingram signed for three years. You can walk away from Karel Vamelka if you have to or, or trade him if you have to. Yeah, and when you say that too, you look at last season when you talk about Connor Ingram there were points in the season last year where he was the number one goalie. Yeah. I agree. And one thing that Bill or Bill Armstrong in building this team and now, you know, Coach Turnier, you went with a hot hand. And yeah. there were times when Connor Ingram was the hotter goalie. So I, I, I find that what you said interesting because you're right. I, I, I think you might be able to go, oh, okay, we're not going to have a contract dispute. We're not quite ready yet. The new building's yeah. not quite up. We're not quite there to start putting all in on free agents you want to play hardball with us? Well, this could have been really, really good. And, and you know, he's 26 years old. And for a goaltender, that's when you start late 20s is when you start to see that yep. push. And I think this is the guy that's not only going to help him on the ice, but I think he's going to help him in the locker room. He's he's a great character really guy. A guy I love his attitude. Um, he's a funny guy to have in the room. Guys like him around. So I think this is a huge move, again, to say to players like Clayton Keller, hey, here's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're going to go into this with a tandem that we showed could win. And we saw that um, with Ingram last year, he got points in 10 of his last 13 starts. He's one of the reasons they're not in last picking first. Sorry, yes. Connor yeah. Ingram. But it's the truth. Yep. So you see the solidify their goaltending. We know who one and two is going into camp. Prozvatov, he's really got to start pushing his game down. You talked about him and the minors. He has to push his game down. Yep. Um, this is his year. Like we said that last he's year about RK him. too. So yeah, he hasn't signed yet. No, I, but uh, you know, I think, they, I think they're wanting to sign I him. Do and I don't know that he has a lot of leverage in negotiations right now, but... Yeah, you're coming to that age now where you really need to show something. You need to take a step forward. And mo- mostly, I think what they're looking for from him is consistency, right? Yeah. He comes up and has a few games, but then he falls off. You got, you, you, you can't do that in the NHL if you want to be a number one goalie. And granted, you, you often step into the backup role first, and then you learn to become a number one goalie. But there are a lot of steps that he still needs to take. Yeah, you know what, I, what I'm really bad at? What's that? Well, with, with Leah being gone is we don't keep up with the chat very good one because you can't see I can't that see far it. yeah you literally can't it's see that far, can you i know so dp if i'm missing anything that's really good and important um make sure you 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 shout at me because i'm i'm not doing a very good job of, of keeping <laughs> people up and, and i know deep there's a lot of people there's christina's in the chat cwp's in the chat brady a lot of our regulars and i'm just not paying attention so i apologize uh ahead of time um but and, and one kenny does bring up a good point and the one caveat, and I've used the word caveat twice in the same show, show, by the way, it's because I'm sitting with a writer, is he talks about the influence of Bear in the playoffs. And and on paper, they weren't a play. Last year, this team on paper was the worst team I think I've ever seen in the Coyotes organization. And yeah. I'm not making that shit up either. I think they were bad. And they overachieved. And there were moments where this team was good and they beat really good teams. And I know some was mullet magic, but it was because of the coach. Yeah, and I agree with that. But I, I still think, and you know this, like, the, the leap that the Coyotes took from where that we thought they were going to be to where they finished, I think the next leap to get up to playoff, to add those points, is much harder. It's a much bigger step to become a playoff team. I just don't think they're ready yet. Andre Turigny has proven himself to be a, a, a terrific coach. One but, more hockey piece we're going to talk about yeah. in the Central Division. You look at, we're assuming hmm. in the next 48 hours, Connor Bedard is going to become a Chicago Blackout. We're just assuming. Yeah. They may not. Yeah. They may go off the board. That's not happening. They're probably not going off the board. No. So Connor Bedard is going to become a Chicago Blackhawk. And we saw earlier today that Taylor Hall is also going to become a Chicago Blackhawk. Can you believe you just said that out loud? Like Taylor yeah. Hall is going to be Chicago Blackhawk. And there's a very good chance I could see the two of them playing oh, God, together. Yeah. yeah. Does this propel the Chicago Blackhawks 
ahead of the Arizona Coyotes in the standings. I thought they were last year anyway. And uh, listen, I know they unloaded everything at some point. Their goaltending was awful, and that's probably the biggest reason they finished where they did and then, of course, won the lottery. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're going, they might be a little too good next year. Maybe they don't care because they got, they got the player they wanted as long as they're still in the lottery and get another draft pick, so they'll be okay. But yeah, they, they, they're definitely going to take a step forward, right, with those guys. I mean, how many goals is Taylor Hall going to score yeah. playing alongside Connor Bedard? Yeah, and, and he'll get an increased role and increased ice time mm-hmm. over what he did in Boston. We, and the reality is he was a secondary player there in Boston, and he's going to be a primary player with a, expected to do a lot of heavy lifting for Connor Bedard. Because we can talk about Connor Bedard all we want, and he's a generational player, and all of these things are true, but he's still a kid. Yeah. And this is still the National Hockey League. And uh, to think that he's going to come out there no. by himself and carry the load. Connor McDavid, right? Yeah. You, you need you people around you. Yes, you do. You need a lot of depth in the NHL these days. One more point on the Coyotes and this roster building before we move on. I know a lot of people are like starting to construct lines in de- defense Paris. Slow your roll because I, I don't think we're done with the moves yet. I think I think they'll probably add something in free agency. There may be another move that we see on the draft floor. The draft floor is unbelievably volatile there's always something going on do you think on. this year is, i just feel this year is more so than most i don't know why i feel that I, I just over the last 48 hours even the last three days that seems to get a lot of activity i'm i wouldn't be surprised and i'm, I'm not just talking coyotes i'm talking the nhl in yeah. general i wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of movement um by wednesday and a lot of things going on but you said that craig what about the timeline for the the rfas in this organization yeah i i obviously they they, they got connor ingram re-signed um but i, I you know I've, I've tried to stay abreast. I, I don't know that any of the others are on the front burner right now. I mean, the draft's just around the corner right now, and free agency comes at the end of the week. So I would imagine at this point, if we haven't heard anything you know, on some of those RFAs, we're probably not going to get something right before the draft. It's it's probably all about the draft and then turn their attention to that. We'll see how it goes. Well, we're speaking of the draft, and we know that there's a lot of PHNX diehards going to be here tomorrow yes. for the boat cruise, or, right? Is that tomorrow? Yeah, the pontoon cruise is tomorrow. See, I got to go to DP for Thursday. Oh, the wine wine tour. Thursday's the wine tour. Thursday's the wine. That wine tour is going to be money because DP and I'll be. Oh, that Wednesday week tour. You and I can tour the winery on. Yeah, we can do whatever we want, Fiddy. Buddy. DP and I on Wednesday have got four and a half hours to talk live about the draft. But for the diehards, they get to do the, the, the pontoon and they get a discount for that. The t-shirts, we just saw the t-shirts downstairs. They're here, so we'll make sure we get those out tomorrow. And those are all for our diehards. The other thing we do for our diehards, we have a lot of talk in the in the Discord. Sorry we haven't been there much today because, as we aforementioned, that's another big word I just used. You. I know wow. I'm trying to impress you with my vocabulary, <laughs> but we we, um, we 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 spend time in the Discord where all of our diehards get a chat and talk hockey. Unfortunately, we haven't been there a bunch today. We'll try to get there as this evening rolls on. Make sure you jump in the PHNX locker, um, become a diehard, get your membership. You get a free T-shirt hat when you sign up. You get a free T-shirt and hat every year on your anniversary. You get twenty percent off all of our events. You get discounts on our merchandise and access to the Discord. <sighs> And you also get 50 bucks in, in uh, Mountain Mike's Pizza. So become a diehard today. And most importantly, you get Craig S. Morgan's diehard articles exclusive to the diehards. Right? How often do you do that? Once a week? Once a week. Oh, buddy. And while you're there, the other thing we're missing today, and I know I talked to, to Sean about this too, is Burrito Express. We've been looking for bur- – no Burrito Express. Nope, not, no. Yeah, and I know – Sean's a huge burrito. Oh, the breakfast burritos, money. Can't confirm. I, but Leah put me on the lunch burrito side. Seriously? I'm a steak and salsa guy now. Because we are salsa. all about steak and salsa. All right. All right. Yeah, there are favorite burritos in the Valley. And I will tell you this. I am a 
still partial to the breakfast burritos. That's my. They're multiple ca- locations. Emphasize going to Tempe. We got to go to Tempe. Where, where's you? That's where you go, isn't it? DP, you go to the Tempe location. Yes, but I believe Shane yesterday was at one of the ones in Scottsdale. No, so they're all over. Yeah, but the Tempe is my go-to one. So yeah. crush the Tempe one, and I know the Tempe one right by like Gus's Pizza. That's the one. Um, it's in that, what, in that rural, strip rural yeah, yeah, yeah. university yeah, the around there that's near the like the, the FedEx and in there and all that. Yeah, it's, and it's they, they're a big it's supporter of ASU and ASU athletics. So make sure you stop by and check out Burrito Express. Fantastic food. Grab a burrito and follow them. Please follow them um, on Twitter at at. Burrito EXP. Well, Craig, part of the reason we're here in Nashville, not only the draft. And Leah is not. And Leah is not. This is the, <laughs> the, the, the big reason why Leah is not here is there's an award show tonight. Yeah. By the way, when you do things in Nashville, they're just different. They're different. Like they close the street. They're doing country music concerts live downtown on the street. Like, like real musicians, like, you know, like for free. I don't know if we'll be able to get down there because of traffic and whatnot, but Leah's on her way to the red carpet for the award show. It's one of the events we're here to cover. Thoughts, award show. I, I mean, not a lot of these awards to me are a mystery. We've talked about this before, how many of them are foregone conclusions. I do wonder about Masterton. I, Clayton Keller's got a hell of a case, uh, but I thought Andrew Ladd had a hell of a case last year and he wasn't even a finalist. At least Clayton's a finalist. Um too often, these things go to popular markets or popular players, uh, whether they are whether they have a great story or not. In this case, like when I look at someone like Chris Letang, he has a spectacular story as well. Yeah. So, if I had to put an odds on favorite, I'm guessing Letang wins this thing. But hey, maybe Clayton Keller will pull a surprise because what he did last season just still astounds me. Literally broke the biggest bone in his leg in half. We thought I, I thought no way this guy's going to be ready for the start of the season. And when he comes back, how long is it going to take him up to get up to speed? Well, he was ready for game one, and by like game five, he was yeah. But he didn't lower. he didn't participate in training camp at all. It's amazing. Not one practice, not one scrimmage. Not His one dad game. was telling none. him you got to play a preseason game. He's like, yeah, I know none. what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, because not only a year ago, right now he's barely walking. Yeah. And then he goes on to tie the all-time points record of any hockey player in the state of Arizona in the NHL. Yep. That's absolutely remarkable. By the way, if you want to check out his – we had a quick little walk and a talk and interview with him. Go to the PHNX underscore Coyotes Twitter to check that out today. He had his comments on on the award tonight. Um, yeah. Kels was waiting for PD to arrive. It's, it is true. I will. PD arrived on the ground. So we talk about your bad luck. Our good luck was phenomenal it was. today. We, we, we get our, picked up our credentials. We thought we'd have to be Ubering back and forth. How are we going to get a hold of Keller? We got our credentials, walked out of the hotel. He was literally, no joke, standing right there walking into his hotel. Couldn't have timed it better. Yep. We'd walked and talked and we were done and he was back doing whatever he's doing, probably taking a nap or getting his outfit ready. Kind of looking for, he said, did you hear? Well, you didn't hear him. Got to watch it. He has two suits. He's not sure what he's wearing tonight. Uh-huh. So he's got to decide on his okay. drip. Do we know about the two suits? We don't. We just, we trust okay. him to have good drip and he's got, yep. he's got, yeah, he, he'll be fine on the red carpet. He is not wearing the matching Bill Armstrong suit. I asked. <laughs> and he, Do we know what color it. those are yet? I, we didn't we hear that they were... But didn't we hear they were burgundy? I, I thought we might have heard they, that they were burgundy. The or color? I feel like that maroon. was us just maybe reading into stuff and speculating. I don't okay, know that good. we ever heard. Well, like, we're gonna find it, out in forty-eight I think hours. We, we so, made that. So it, we talk about Clayton Keller in the in the match, and I think that's a huge honor. And I do believe he should be like what he did was absolutely astounding. Yeah, we're just gonna touch. I know it's the award show, and we're just gonna touch on first uh, Arizona. I don't know. Is he an Arizona native? Dirk Bentley, country music Bumpy superstar. 
is is the host tonight award. So make sure you tune in for the awards. But we're just going to briefly, and when I mean briefly, we're not going through and we're not going to give big explanations. I just wanted to know. We're just going to go some of the big awards. Okay. Hart Memorial Trophy, three candidates. Connor McDavid, David Pasternak, Matthew Kachuk. Connor McDavid. Not even close. Hand. No, it's not even close. Not even close. Done. Hand that over. Um, oh, this I one, know you love this one. This one bothers me. <laughs> I and hate this award. I hate the James Norris Memorial Trophy. Love the award. I just hate how they award it. Okay. So the nominees. Based on points, you mean. Adam Fox, Eric Carlson, Kale McCarr. Who's the winner? Who would you have winning this? This season in particular. Would you have someone outside this? Group? Yes. Yeah, I thought you would, actually. Who would you have winning? I don't know. Go to the defenders on the Boston Bruins. I like Charlie McAvoy. He's putting up points and can defend. I look at um, Montour and the Florida Panthers can put up points. He can defend and gives you a little bit more than just Eric Carlson at minus 67 or whatever the hell he finished at. <laughs> you, you can't tell me you're making a run to the Stanley Cup and you want Eric Carlson out there with a minute to go protecting the lead. You can't. That's true. So if it's you, true. who is the best defenseman on the league? If you're, if that's that's should how they. But it's, but it's about best defenseman this season, and he probably you. I'm sure you would make the argument that he wasn't the best defenseman this season either. But he no. had a historic season from a point standpoint, yes. and he's gonna win. Okay, so then make this the Bobby Orr Award, the most I points agree by a with defenseman. You there. I've said I it a thousand times. Me too. I've been banging that drum for a long time. What do you call it? Like the best defensive defenseman? Call it. I don't know the Rod Langway Award, sure. or the Anybody. Doug Harvey Award, or right. the Nicholas Yalmer. But then Nicholas Yelmerson, I liked it. Whatever but then, and then, and that's how you ask the coaches: you, you're to win the Stanley Cup, Game Seven. You're ahead by a, you're ahead by a goal. One minute to play, face off in your zone. What defenseman do you want on the ice? Yeah, that's the award winner. And it, I guarantee it, it's not Eric Carlson. Probably not any of those. three It's guys. probably not. Yeah, maybe McCarr. Maybe. Well, of those three, and I guess, and I know Eric Carlson's watching as he's getting ready. In, in his talks for tonight. So I apologize. Yeah, you and he have a long-running feud, I know. So. You Amazing season offensively. You're a power play dynamo. You can get the puck up the ice. But it's a defenseman award. Okay, that one we get. The Vezina for the for the goaltender award, we got Connor Hellebuck, Ilya Sorokin, and Linus Olmark. <laughs> I mean, for the regular season, I still think it's Linus Olmark. Uh, but Sorokin was pretty terrific this season, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. He, he was great. I, I I think this award goes to Linus Allmark. I again yeah. I think that we're, basically what we're doing right now is you don't even need to turn on the award show because we're telling you all the award winners and it's going to be Linus Allmark. Yep. Was he the best goalie in the playoffs? Uh, no, no, no. That's um, true. that might be Aiden Hill. <laughs> oh wow! Wow! Can what we play? What did he play? Like one series? I don't know. Yeah. But he he, yeah. he cashed wins. in on it. Though. So anyway, I think that's it. there's some good seasons there. Uh, Ted Lindsay, we're gonna. Pass on that one. Rookie of the year. We got to talk about the rookie. Matty Beniers, Owen Power, Stuart Skinner, goaltender of Edmonton. Who wins the Calder Memorial Trophy not for rookie Matthias of the year? Matias Michelli, who is not even a finalist. Should be a finalist. Better be top five when I see these final votes tallied. He better be, be top five. So Otherwise, when do we see the again, top five? It'll come out right after tonight. Right? Yeah, yeah. Should they release them right after the your story. Story? I don't Am know, I writing tonight? You better. I mean, thing. if Clayton Keller wins. Okay, if he doesn't, will you write it? Will you tell us? Will no, you tweet it? Tell you? Yeah. Can you tweet it? I'll give. Yeah, I'll absolutely tweet it out. Okay. But Who wins? Matty Beneers. Matty Beneers. Yep. Yeah. Again, and listen. Take it to the bank. Take it to Bet MGM. Matty Beneers. Everything I, we've said is going to win. I love both of those guys, though. But Beneers taking on the role that he did with Seattle. Yes, he wins. is so important. But Buffalo's got a really good defenseman for a very long time. Jack Adams, Dave Haxtell, Jim Montgomery, Lindy Ruff. Quick. Who do you like? You go. It's Jim Montgomery. Yeah. It has to Set be. Set a record in Boston. All-time Again, record. Again, you got to ignore the playoffs and what happened yep. there. What Boston did during the regular season was ridiculous. Yeah. 
Well, clearly. Because people thought they were going to be like a seven or eight seed in the East, and they ended up setting a record for points in a regular We're season. not going to do the Lady Bing because I, I want to say HK. HK, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, an award, as Greg Ruschinski will tell you, that the NHL officials should vote on. 100%. No one else has if they any voted, clue. If they voted for this, I'd say K. Yeah, I would K, right. but I HK. I, who cares? Like, right. because who? Like, we don't know. We don't know. We're not oh, yeah. the most gentlemanly. So I guess he's gentleman. Or maybe he, he doesn't be like cuss it up a storm. Or maybe know, he doesn't get seats. into the corners and fight and battle. That's There's why he's that got too. no penalties. He right. doesn't get like he's not a no effort guy. So right. you can't right. go by who has the fewest penalties. Is dumb. I know. Anyway, dumb. The whole referee the whole award. Yeah. I'll watch it. Um, defensive forward. See, they do a defensive forward, Selkie. but they don't do a uh, defensive defensive. Just stupid again. Agreed. Patrice Bergeron, though. Yeah, they Patrice just Bergeron. the award after him. Done. Yep. There's no even point. It's Mitch Marner and Nico Hischer. It, it is Bergeron, slam dunk. Again, put it, book it, bet yep. it. Yep. Are we, are we agreed? That's it? Yep. Okay. GM of the year, do we? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Jim Neal in Dallas, Don Sweeney in Boston, and Bill Zito in Florida. Bill Zito did a hell of a job, didn't he? Yeah, I, I think from where you were as a president's trophy winner, and then they make a run. Unfortunately, they got on the playoffs the last day, and this is a regular season award, not a, a playoff award, so yeah. it's going to go to both Don Sweeney. And, and also, it helps when you acquired a player that basically told his GM at the time, Bradtree leaving, yeah, I want to go to Florida. I don't want to go anywhere. Well, we've already talked. There well, is a very good chance. Easy. There is a very good chance that I end up. I'm not sure about you because you're going to write. Apparently, there's a good chance I end up somewhere on Broadway, and I would guess that the the Orchid Lounge of Tootsie's. But if I were in Arizona right now, I know where I go. Went for the draft last year with Sean DePaz, and I spent the whole entire evening at the Four Peaks Eighth Street Pub, which yeah. is a fantastic place to watch. So if you want to watch your awards tonight. Go on down to the the um, Four Peaks Eighth Street Pub. It's phenomenal. You can always get my favorite kilt lifter, Wow Peach, whatever you want on tap. Wait, what's your favorite? Wow, wow, yeah, all Sometimes. on tap I like, at the Eighth Street I like Pub. Some stouts there, I like the um, stout. Or stop by any of your wherever you get your beer and pick up your Four Peaks. The best way to enjoy a, a National Hockey League event like the award show and or the draft, which is coming up on Wednesday. So stop by Four Peaks. Check out Four Peaks or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest Arizona hometown brewery. You must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. And we want a special shout out to uh, Four Peaks because they are sponsoring uh, all of their prime sponsor for all of the draft coverage we're going to provide for this week. Gotta love that. Isn't that great? Best brewery in the Valley. Well, Craig, Craig, before we wrap it up, what can people look forward to over the next three and four days coming from Nashville? Tomorrow, uh, in terms of my writing, you mean? Or, yeah, I mean, I mean you would, you guys are going to create a whole lot of content that I'm probably not. Even I'm not going to write of. anything, but I I do have a story coming tomorrow. Just looking at five guys, like, and, and this is the lead of my story. I don't want to give away too much, but it's amazing how much difference of opinion there is on what the Coyotes are going to do. And these are, you know, like I I don't talk to some random guy on the street and say, oh, okay. I believe what you're telling me the Coyotes are going to do. Like These are well-connected sources all telling me different names. And that just shows how uncertain everything is right now between misdirection, between uncertainty about the fine line between those guys. I'm going to highlight five guys that the Coyotes could take at number six if they don't trade out of that position, trade down to pick up another asset, which I think is also a possibility. So that's coming and then... We get to the draft, PD, where yeah. it's just about draft coverage and all the, the chaos that occurs on the draft floor, including 
potential trades. Yeah, I think this is going to be an, an interesting draft. One, because of their position, and I think so many things can happen yeah. um, from two to six mm-hmm. that could change the outlook of who they drafted six or if they drafted six. So I think on Wednesday specifically, we already talked about Sean and I will be uh, live. You can use it as a second screen experience on, on the PHNX YouTube channel. We'll be live from before the first pick till the end of the 32nd from pick. From Love and Exile. From Love and Exile, Carter Hutton's Bar, a wine bar here in Nashville. So, oh boy, howdy, wait till Shout the 30 seconds Tyler pick. Who organized yeah, all this. Thank you. Phenomenal. Tyler. Can't wait. We're going to go check that out and get a tour of that yeah. um, tomorrow and Wednesday. So that'll be great. Um, I know Thursday we're going to do a live show again from Love and Exile to wrap up rounds two through seven. And we're all going to be there. We're hoping to get some Coyote guests. I'm either calling in or, or present Love and Exile for that show. Um, tomorrow, we are going to be doing our boat cruise with our diehards and yep. the people that came along to the draft. But we'll, we, we'll we have a live show tomorrow. A little more, yeah. A yeah. live show tomorrow, 1 o'clock Central, 11 o'clock in our regular time. Tomorrow coming from the Airbnb here in Nashville. I want to thank everybody for following along today and being patient with our changing times. Um, it's going to be an interesting week for Coyotes Hockey today as they start to get through the um, rebuild. Um, please follow us all on social media. It's at Craig S. Morgan, at Leah Merrill, at Sean underscore DePaz, at S. Peters Hockey. Jump on um, our Twitter today and check out the new Walking and Talking. All of our content will be on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Hit that bell. Hit that like button, please. And we will see everybody live tomorrow and expect content tonight from the red carpet. Keep your eye on Clayton Keller. And we'll see everybody tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the PHNX YouTube channel. Boy, howdy.